Hello and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 141, Post-Team Decompression. And boy, do we need it. Who's we, you may ask? Well, fine question. I'm your host, Ryan Spilken, and joining me today is the ever-ebulent Brenda Burrow. Brenda, is it decompression or de-hangoverization? I don't know. A little of column A and a little of column B. Oh, man. Uh, how do you even get over a, a thing like Team 22, really? I don't know that you do. You get around it, maybe. You get around you get, you, it. You don't ever get over just it. Just past it. Yeah. No, no, um, no. About the time you get over it, Team 23 comes along. Oh, don't remind <laughs> me. We've already got to start planning. <laughs> now, um, Brenda and I were at Team 22 and we had the good fortune of connecting with a lot of listeners and a lot of partners and, and each other. And we had a great time. I mean, I, I, I say that like we, but I, I had a really good time, Brenda. I had a phenomenal time. It was, it was really wonderful. Um, but during Team 22, amazingly, Atlassian underwent the longest outage maybe ever. That's that's my understanding, and it, it actually directly impacted me. I was delivering a training, two training courses on Tuesday, April 5th, and fittingly enough, I was delivering incident management essentials, um, a morning session and afternoon session, and of course, we had cloud sites for our lab environments, and so there were, there were definitely some issues with just getting through the labs. It was kind of interesting to be delivering this training course and pulling up Atlassian's website to show the information about this outage. And I had no idea at the time that this was going to go on for two weeks. Um, it was it was very interesting. Indeed, indeed. Uh, it's worth noting that at the end of this episode, we're going to play a segment, play a section of interviews that we did live at the, on the team floor. So you can hear from some of the partners that we got to hang out with and our friend Indra from Adaptivist. That was fun. That was My voice fun. was shot. Uh, you had no voice. I'm amazed you were able to get anything out. Um, dear readers, we had intended to release these interviews as a standalone episode. And yet, with all that has happened, it hasn't happened. So that's why we're <laughs> going to combine that into this episode uh, so for, for those of you that have waited longer than usual for our dulcet tones, we apologize. <laughs> and we apologize for the lack of dulcet tones in those interviews because it, it had been a long <laughs> couple of days. <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to say is karaoke. So yeah, team was amazing. And you'll hear, you'll hear more about that a little bit later on. Um, on the back of that, first of all, there was the outage. And second, we have to talk about the other sort of, um, brouhaha that came out of the team environment and that was a blog on the jiraguy.com rodney nissen wrote a, an article and i hope i'm pronouncing his name right wrote an article about and said generally out loud and last thing we need to talk about data center because i was there in the keynote i i, I attended several talks there was nothing zippo. about data center nothing zippo rodney called him out it, it ties right into what Atlassian strategy has been, which is, you know, if we don't talk about data center, people will forget it exists and move to cloud or something. But um, it, it, it definitely still exists. But I think Rodney was absolutely right to, to kind of call this out on at team. There was nothing, nothing about data center at all. 
yet Rodney, and we'll, we'll link to this, but, and Rodney's post is, is very articulate. It's very supportive of Atlassian, really good stuff. And Atlassian responded and they put out a public's facing statement about the future of data center. They are committed to keeping data center going. They are committed to development on data center. But the, interestingly, they're committed to backend improvements on data center, not so much innovation and features anymore. And that's a little disappointing. It is. It's completely in line with what Atlassian strategy has been now for five years. I think they first announced yeah. Yeah. cloud. Um, I'm not surprised. I am a little disappointed um, for something that is still there. There are a lot of organizations that cannot yet move to cloud and maybe we'll never be able to move to cloud. And to say that, you know, we're going to ignore you, our customers who need, you know, your own on-premise installation. Considering the size of those installations, I, I hope that they revisit those, that, that strategy just to just to impress upon the users at that scale that you're an innovative company putting out solutions that meet their needs, that just earns you more customers down the road when those people leave those jobs and start their own stuff. Hands down. Really short-sighted. So yeah. let's see how that how that out goes. I will say I'm glad to see the conversation happening. And and we'll link to we'll link to both the original article. Um We'll link to the Jira Guy article, and then we'll link to Atlassian's response. And there's quite a bit of chatter on the page that is Atlassian's response, their post on the community, um, including Rodney um, referencing the article. There's there's some really good conversation around just the response to Atlassian and their messaging around data centers. So it's it's certainly worth going through these two articles, reading through them. I mean, both sides have a lot of good points and both sides have a lot of valid stuff to say. Um, but I think that that everyone's kind of in, in agreement that maybe stop treating data center as the redheaded stepchild and start treating yeah. it as this is legitimately an area where innovation needs to continue. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, and and honestly, the the, the two sides of this Shouldn't the customer's voice be the loud one? And I, well, the thing is, is that they do speak for the customer, but they're talking to the buyers now. They're yeah. not talking to the users. Yeah. They want stability and scalability. Fine. And that's true. Those things don't need to go anywhere. However, the end user's experience is being sort of, eh, you know what, the person who signs the checks will worry about all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and all of the messaging about cloud does kind of fall flat when you're coming out of a two week long outage of cloud products. Yes, which, yep, it's a it's a bit of a PR strategic uh, situation for them. But there's a word for it. There, yeah, there's a word for it. We, it's this is a family show though, Brenda. I don't know if we can say that word. Is it a family show? <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we put a few children to bed. Uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? They are, they have always been a company that makes good. I look forward to how they, they, to seeing what the decisions are and how things proceed. And of course, we'll be here to report on it. And Atlassian does mention hosting at some point in the near future and ask me anything or AMA type session on the future of data center. They are soliciting questions and comments. It remains to be seen what happens with those, but at least Atlassian is planning on making forums available for voices to be heard. And that's, 
that's as good a starting point as anyone can ask for right now. So we're going to move on to all the product updates. Now, we're not going to cover the stuff that was announced at Team In-Depth. That basically comes down to Data Lake, or excuse me, Atlassian Analytics, and uh, the rebranding of Team Central as Atlas. There is more than that, but that's all been covered to death. So what we're going to do is go back to our roots and just hit you with the uh, feature updates, uh, starting with Atlassian Cloud from the 28th of March to today, the 20th of April. Kick things off with the Jira platform, where push notifications can now be time-sensitive on iOS. Uh, They're saying that this is going to make collaboration faster for iOS users. Direct mentions and assigned-to-you push notifications can be now treated as time-sensitive, which means uh, you'll receive them even if your notifications are snoozed. Uh, and you'll be able to disable these time-sensitive notifications via system settings and, of course, your uh, iOS device's uh, focus modes. Yes. Also, and I think this one looks really cool, the um, Jira Service Management Service Catalog has been released. So now any portal that is being used in Jira Cloud, uh, any portal that is being created from Jira Cloud, you will be able to configure your portal forms with a lot more ease uh, using a fresh drag and drop experience. So if you are into fresh drag and drop experiences, this is, this is how you build your portal. Keep it fresh. Fresh news from Jira Software. Uh, there is now uh, Bamboo deployment data has been returned to the releases hub. There was a problem that was causing Bamboo deployment information to be hidden. If you have integrated Bamboo with your Jira software project and you're using releases and versions to organize your work, which hopefully you are because that's how it's intended to be used, you can now track deployments against all issues in your version. Um, That's probably been hampering quite a bit of things, so that's a big fix to get out. Uh, You can now create commits from the Jira issue development panel. So if you have connected a source code management tool to your Jira software cloud project, You can now create commits directly from that issue view. There's a development panel that will show a link to create that commit by either copying the issue key or copying a git command, including the issue key. The important thing is that issue key is contained in there, and that's how it will tie it all together. Once you add your commit message and push your changes, that commit gets linked back to the JIRA issue, which, of course, as always, gives everyone on the team greater visibility over how work is tracking. You can now edit OAuth credentials permissions in Jira for your self-hosted tools. So if your Jira software cloud site is integrated with any self-hosted tools using OAuth, you can now edit those OAuth credentials permissions by adding or removing permissions for a tool. That will give the tool access to start sending in the type of data granted by whichever permission you're setting up, so deployment information. And removing that permission will revoke the tool's access to send in the type of data for that permission. So um, a nice nod to, you might be using Jira Cloud, but self-hosted Bitbucket sort of thing. In advanced roadmaps, you can now infer dates from releases. This allows you to schedule issues based on the releases to which they're assigned, much as you can with sprint dates. Um, There's some links that we'll link to in the show notes where you can learn more about, as they say, the wild world of scheduling issues. Uh, So have fun with that one. And 
Last but certainly not least for Jira software, you can now move data between sites with cloud-to-cloud migration. And this one feels like it's not given the fanfare it adequately deserves. Um, you can now migrate data between cloud sites. This is a big deal. <laughs> Um, this allows you to move users and projects from one cloud site to another, allows you to combine data between two or more cloud sites, split a cloud site into multiple cloud sites, duplicate a cloud site, or move specific projects uh, from one cloud site to another. This You have to be an organization or site admin to use this feature. And this is one of those things that you're not going to use every day, but when you need it, you need it. And it's huge. Oh, wow. So. Um, in case you missed it, cloud to cloud migrations now available. This one's this one's pretty huge, especially for those of us whose bread and butter is migrating data around. <laughs> Interesting that you're now you can split a cloud site as well as combine like mm-hmm. all that functionality. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, but cool. I'm not. It's a complicated process. And you'd want to make sure that your tools are are working correctly before you launch those into the wild. But uh, can't just snap a finger and. Uh, I wish I could say you could no. just sort of you know sneeze and that that functionality is there, but it's it's not how it works. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a, a really huge bit of news that feels like it's kind of buried at the bottom of other updates. Well, let's uh, dig down and unearth some updates for Jira Work Management, where the articles that are shown from a knowledge base in your Jira work management portal are now viewed on a wider canvas. So this is going to make the articles more easy to read, but it will also help the images and tables within those articles render better, better customer experience uh, for that. Also in Jira work management, there's a new and improved board view, which hallelujah, I'm a big fan of Jira work management. It's really right on the money for a marketing team. So I, I get in there quite a bit, but I was feeling like the board was lacking. This has been massively improved. So now you can get a snapshot of project progress, including what work is yet to be started, what's in progress, what's completed. Um, the workflow mapping, the columns are a little better. There are even more visibility options, which is something that has just, we just needed it. So this is great. And last but not least, for those of you who can't get enough uh of riding the Google wave, collaborative mode has now come to Jira work management. So uh, when you are in there with a teammate and you're both working, you can now see each other go and uh, probably talk about that on Slack while you're in Jira, doing <laughs> the, the work. So that's fun. Collaborate in all the places. Oh, yeah. And then last but certainly not least for cloud, an update for Confluence Cloud. Um, You can now sort resolved comments in the Confluence front end. There's now a drop-down menu in the resolved inline comments dialog to allow users to sort the comments by newest and oldest order. The comments now sort by default by newest. Um, I think that could be really useful. And so I think it's, that's a small thing, but I think it would be very, very useful for uh, just usability and, and working through inline comments. So a, a small but perhaps powerful update for Confluence. Uh, not being able to sort comments has, is like a bug bugbear for me. So yeah. that's great. As someone who relies heavily on inline comments, you know, our, our readers at home, you can't see us, but <laughs> we're, we're a little bit of dancing. <laughs> really nodding, really. Oh like yes, yes, rumph. Rumph, rumph, rumph. 
So there were lots of updates in the cloud. There's also a new version of Confluence data center and server 7.17.1. This is a bug fix release and was released on April 6th, 2022. Uh, contained some resolutions to four bugs, one of which was preventing Confluence from generating a storage format with an attachment with a content entity of a draft. Those are some words that I have read to you that does not form anything coherent in my mind. But if that's a thing that has been bothering you, that's fixed. Um, you can now paste, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can now paste a chart image from native office applications on Windows and it will properly trigger the upload. Um, space ID is now properly updated for custom objects when their containers are moved to another space. And you can now paste multiple images copied from a local file system. So I would imagine that none of those are bringing any work to a standstill. Um, but if those are things that are bothering you, check out 7.17.1. Um, and we'll link to the release notes in our show notes for this episode. All right, Brenda, are we ready to jump in the DeLorean and relive the experience of Team 22? I'm never going to turn down a chance to hop into a DeLorean. <laughs> well, let's take a listen to the segments that we recorded uh, live on the show floor at Atlassian Team 22 in Las Vegas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is a special episode 141 coming to you live from Atlassian Team 22. And when I say live, I mean we're in the room. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and I'm sitting right next to Brenda Burrell. Hi, Brenda. It is a privilege to be able to do this sitting right next to you. Uh, I can't believe this. It has this. been two and a half years since we last recorded live together. I mean, time is almost an illusion at it's this It's irrelevant. Point. Yeah, completely anyway, pointless. it's good to see you. It is a pleasure. Yes. We are joined by two very special guests here as well, and we're going to start over here with Indra. Hi. Hi, guys. Indra what? over here. Indra what? What is your In name? Indra... Oh, I'm going to teach you how to say that. We're going to work on that. Yeah. We're going to work on that. that. Indra is fine. Indra is absolutely fine. And Indra, you work with us at Adaptivist. What is your role here? I'm coming from partnerships. So I'm a partner manager. I've been with Adaptivist one year and a half. It's been an interesting journey. Yeah, and, indeed. Yeah. And uh, so how has it been being around the crew all at oh, once? Oh, it's been fantastic, guys. You know, I've come here to see so many partners working so long with them. It's been, as I said, one year and a half, Zoom meetings over there. And just to see those faces in real, in person, it's been awesome. You know? Awesome. Many great events. I mean, we keep meeting every single day over here at an expo. So yep, there it's been it is. fun. It's been fun. And also joining us is another, a voice that you've heard on this podcast before, the one and only Will Davis. Hi, Will. Hi, Ryan. Pretty pleased to be here. Oh, so good to see you, Will. It's been a pleasure. It's been far too long. Will, you seen some interesting things? I've seen lots of interesting things. Uh, there's been a great Team 22 event. Uh, I've been particularly interested in talking about cloud migrations with users, with the other partners that are here, and with Alassian. Uh, it feels very... Uh, Lots of really positive noises uh, going on. Uh, the other thing we've heard a lot about uh, from everyone is the ITSM. There's some really interesting things happening in that space at the moment. Absolutely. There have been some big product announcements as well, but unlike our normal um, 
product-focused episode, we're going to be actually just talking with some of the partners in the ecosystem, asking what their favorite things are. Yes, and, uh, partners, yeah. go on, go on. Yeah, they're, they're partners, and they're, we're, all we're here for is to help um, clients succeed. So let's go meet with some of the folks on the show floor. Our first stop on our magical tour of the expo floor is with Tempo. I am joined by Olaf, Christian's daughter, from Tempo. Olaf, tell us, how are you finding Team 22 so far? Hi, great to see you. We are having some great discussions, really happy and relieved to be in person again. It's uh, nice to feel the energy and the excitement on the expo floor. We've had some great conversations with partners, customers, prospects, and it's to get that input uh, is really energizing and I, I'm really happy to be here again. It's wonderful to feel that energy and to be here in person. Um, Olaf, tell us, what is it that Tempo is bringing to Team 22 this year? I think our biggest announcement this year was that um, late last year we acquired two new companies. So ALM Works with their structured product line is now part of the Temple family. And then we have acquired Roadmonk, which is a road mapping solution. And we're excited to talk about and discuss our future and our vision and how to manage your time and projects in JIRA. So that's what we have brought to the conference this year. Excellent. Those are some wonderful strategic acquisitions. So congratulations on those. Speaking of the future, what comes next for Tempo? It's to bring the integrations that we have discussed and talked about here uh, to life so that people can fully benefit from uh, using the three product lines together. Outstanding. Olaf, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. We're really looking forward to more news from Tempo this coming year. And hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again soon. Happy to, anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you as well. Our next stop. On our tour of the expo floor is Gliffy, and I am joined by the wonderful Sammy Kaufman. Sammy, hello. Hi. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am a marketing manager for Gliffy. We are the leading enterprise drag and drop diagramming solution in the Atlassian ecosystem and um, deeply integrated within Confluence and Jira, available cloud, data center, server, wherever you're at right now, we can help you make a great diagram. I'm fairly certain at this point, if you've used Confluence, you've used Gliffy for something. I hope so, yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) How are you finding Team 22? Yeah, well, obviously there's a little lower attendance than we've seen with past events, but I think the people that showed up are awesome to talk to. I've gotten really high quality feedback, met some great people, had some awesome conversations. So overall, I'd call it a win. That's outstanding. I'm really glad to hear that. And you're absolutely right. The energy at this event has been phenomenal, even though it's maybe not as crowded as it used to be. Yeah. And that's all right, given how everything is. Um, so, Sammy, tell me, what what news from Gliffy have you brought to Team 22? Yeah. So, I think it's no secret, and we've heard this theme from Atlassian for the past few days. People need new ways to collaborate. We're working asynchronously. We're working in the office, out of the office, everywhere in between. And um, Gliffy, as a visual collaboration tool, wants to help with that use case that Atlassian's talking about. So we're really excited to be launching real-time collaboration within our Confluence Cloud apps um, coming in just a few weeks. So we've got everyone getting a sneak peek and um, really excited to get the feedback on what that implementation is going to look like. We're so happy to continue enabling that Atlassian use case of collaboration. It's so important to Teams right now. That is very exciting news. We're very glad to hear that. Um, so tell us, what does the future hold for Gliffy? Yeah, I like I said, 
we've been part of the Atlassian ecosystem for over 10 years. Um, our first app was partially coded by Mike Cannon Brooks. Um, so we are in lockstep with Atlassian every chance we can be as they start exploring those new use cases of collaboration, of real-time work, of hybrid work. We're going to be right there with them. It's fantastic. Sammy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I hope the rest of team treats you as well as it has up until now. And we'll look forward to hearing more Gliffy news in the not-too-distant future. Awesome. Yes, thanks thank for your time. I'm here with Yvonne Diaz from SmartBear. Yvonne, Team 22, how's it going for you? Team 22, it's been a blast. We've had a lot of quality conversations and sharing a lot about SmartBear with uh, awesome customers. Speaking about sharing about SmartBear... What did Smart Bear bring to Team 22 this year? So we have a product, Zephyr, a big staple on the marketplace already. And the exciting news is that Bugsnag has joined the Smart Bear family. Bugsnag's a error reporting app stability product uh, that was acquired about six months ago. So just excited to share that with everybody, and we're going to have that on the marketplace soon. Awesome, awesome. All right, so besides that getting onto the marketplace soon, what's next? So what's next is we're really excited about progressive delivery and kind of connecting the SmartBear tool chain. SmartBear's got about 14 different products. We want to bring more of those to the marketplace and connect them a little bit better so that our customers who have multiple products can, can use them more efficiently. Awesome. Yvonne, thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. We've made our way to the incredibly comfortable-looking AppFire booth. Um, it just I just want to curl up and, and have a little nap, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, I am joined by Holly Wright. Holly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am the head of corporate marketing at AppFire. I've been here about five and a half years. And um, other than maternity leave, I've been to every every summit over the last um, five and a half years. That's fantastic. So, and yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so how is Team 22 treating you? Um, a lot of people are, it's nice to be back after uh, absence, but how has it been for you? Yeah, it's been awesome to be back. Um, it's been a little different because um, it's been smaller, but it's been like a little more intimate and a little cozier. And obviously we put together a really cozy booth this year. We loved having the option for lounge furniture and we gave away pillows, which was, um, we were scared it'd be a hard sell, but people really took the pillows home. They're almost gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Brilliant. It's been fun. So it's been fun. So, for our listeners, whenever you now plan a booth, pillows, big draw. <laughs> Somebody actually um, wanted the pillow in, for their hotel room because they said it was more comfortable than the pillows here at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is saying something. Yes. <laughs> um, so, aside from the pillows, what big news has that fire brought to team? Um, well, we've been trying to spread the word about three major things this year. So number one is um, our One App Fire initiative. Um, over the last 24 months, we've brought together an amazing portfolio of products and solutions, and we've really refocused um, but to bring all those apps together under one platform to give customers a better experience, give partners a better experience so that they can go to one support portal, have one vendor for all these great products and solutions that we offer. So that's number one. Number two, um, we've been demoing a product this week called Whiteboards.io, um, which is super cool. The, the biggest differentiator of Whiteboards is that it integrates really tightly with Jira, and so you can have Jira issues in your whiteboard with a two-way sync. So you change something in one place and it updates in the other and vice versa. So that's been really well received this week. I imagine so. Um, super yes. exciting to demo that this week. And then the third thing I would mention is that we also just launched this amazing new resource online called The Hub. Okay. It's hub.appfire.com. 
and the hub is the ultimate destination for tips and tricks, how-tos, um, shows, product guides, curated content from all around the Alaskan ecosystem and everything. So partner content, like we've got everything. It's not just our own stuff. That is amazing. So yeah, that's hub.appfire.com. <laughs> One more time. Hub, H-U-B, dot appfire, A-P-P-F-I-R-E, dot com. Fantastic. That is a ridiculous amount of news. Have you, have you left oh, anything for the future? Actually, I think I might have left out one somewhat important announcement that we made this week, which is that we acquired Platinum Marketplace partner Kamala Tech, and we announced that on Monday this week. So that's didn't, a, didn't mean to bury the lead there. That's, that is a very major announcement. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so seriously, did you leave anything for the future? Or is, is oh, well, uh, yes, um, there are plans, but I can't really tell you. It's uh, top secret. So We'll have to live with that, I suppose. So tune in next year for AppFire News at Team 23. Sure. Sounds great. Thank you so much for being awesome. here. Really appreciate your time. Um, Go enjoy these comfy, comfy chairs. Yeah, Have a great, thanks. great rest of Team Twenty Two. Thanks for thanks for coming to chat. Our tired, achy, incredibly sore feet have brought us to Easy Agile. We're joined today by Haley Rod. Um, Haley, how are you finding Team Twenty Two? I think you you summed it up really well. <laughs> achy feet, achy voice, but it's just been it's been awesome for me like i think we we work out of australia at easy agile so we don't have a lot of contact with partners and customers face to face right so that part has been wonderful to yes. finally meet these people that we've been talking to on support talking to on zoom for all these years yeah. um, especially during the pandemic but you know to be here face to face and see these people and, and know that your products that you're creating and working really hard at making a difference so that's been really lovely yeah that's great i'm really glad to hear that um so what news or, or just what is it that you have brought to team 22 so we don't have any major news at this time so we didn't have anything to release or, or a big wow but i think it was um it was meeting customers and, and meeting partners yeah. i'm the, the partner manager so to meet people face to face um that was the really the the key takeaway and um yeah, it's been a really great experience. It's been the same for me. It's been, you know, two and a half years since I've yeah. basically seen another human being. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So this yeah. is wonderful. Although I have been, we've been trapped inside for the yeah. last two days. I haven't yeah. seen the, the sun for a while. What is the sun? Yeah, what I don't know. Outside? I forgot. <laughs> I don't think there, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, that is, I'm really glad to hear that you're having such a great experience, that you're getting these really great collaborative experiences. Uh, what does the future hold for Easy Agile? We've got a couple of big announcements happening mid-year. Okay. Uh, I can't talk too much about it, but our products are, are changing a little bit okay. um, and our product offering, and, and hopefully our customers uh, and our potential customers will really like it. So that's what's next. And so our product team, myself included as well um, as a marketer, uh, are really focused on, on making sure that what we're creating um, and, and what we announce midway through the year will you know, we'll really um, hit the mark and reach the right people and hopefully we, we see a bunch of new people using our products and more happier people, more even happier people using our products who are currently with us. We're really excited to hear what those announcements will be. We'll be looking forward to that. We're really hoping that you'll be able to come join us for another podcast episode. Of course. That would be fantastic. Love it. Um, so, yeah, I'll let you get off those feet. Oh, Thank yes. you so much <laughs> for joining us again. Haley Rott, Easy Agile. Um, have a great rest of team. Thank you. And that's it for this edition of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, live from Team 22. Indra, what do you think? It's been fun, productive, busy, but obviously fun. <laughs> Brenda? 
Well, I've already stated that my feet hurt, and that's really about all that's on my mind right now. Uh, no, this, this has been a great event. It's been wonderful to get to see people in person, um, even though it's not as crowded, which I'm totally okay with, by the way, you know, being an introvert. Um, the, the people that are here are bringing such a great positive energy to this event. It's been really wonderful to have some of these conversations and see things moving forward. So, yeah, this has been great. I, I cannot agree more. And that's it for this episode of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Want to connect with us? Please reach out to us on social at Adaptivist and let us know what's on your mind. For Brenda Burrow, I'm Ryan Spilken, and we'll see you next time on the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, part of the Adaptivist Live family of shows. Let's go out to the lobby. All right. Buy ourselves a snack. <laughs> <laughs>